You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. And Gordon, so that bends the question to ask David Stearns. Pete Alonzo back next year? Pete is a great player. He is also good in the clubhouse, and he is also homegrown. All of that matters. I know over the summer there was there was some trade speculation, and and look, I'll just say like I I expect Pete to be the opening day first baseman next year. Pete's an important member of this team. He's an important member of this organization, and, and I think we're really fortunate to have him. Uh, Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he on the contract next year? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. So uh... so I expect him to be the first baseman next year too. Yeah. Uh, I did not get the sense from that, though, that the idea, if you're going to sign him to a contract extension because next year is his final year and then he becomes a free agent, we've kind of floated on this show. If you're going to sign him to a long-term extension, get it done this winter rather than wait till next winter. Then you get one of the prime years still while he's under con- – while he's you buy out one of the arbitration years and, and you're, it doesn't look so bad on the back end when you're talking mm-hmm. about long-term contracts. Uh, that doesn't seem like that's something in the pipeline. So, uh, but if you're a Met fan and you want to see Pete Alonso here next year, unless somebody blows David Stearns away, I would think that maybe Pete's going to be back. I would think so too. So, okay, David Stearns says Pete Alonso's here next year, although he's still on the contract. David Stearns says goal is to win the World Series. Steve Cohen, you spending money next season? You know, the answer is, you know, we're going to be competitive, but, you know, I'm not going to get out in front of that decision. I've got a new person here who's going to help me think about things, and and I look forward to having those conversations. Yes, he's still spending money. That's all I wanted to hear, Gordon Damer. Well, I, think, I think that the, the, the reason why that he brings in Stearns is because he, he's not going to have to outspend his problems anymore. He's kind of hoping that David Stearns will be smart enough to be able to spend the money a lot wiser mm-hmm. than what they've been doing in the past. So yeah. I, I would not expect that their payroll is going to be up where it was this year. That's for sure. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> and I think they might be a little younger <laughs> pitching-wise than they've been the past couple of seasons too. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think they're going to be more analytical now. I mean, David Stearns, is, that's his, his, uh, his resume will tell you that. So I think that he's going to be looking for – uh, to make smart moves up and down the roster. And I, I don't think that they're going to be going all in next year, but I don't think that they're going to tank either. I never thought they were going to be a tanking team. So this guy's a really smart guy, and you're turning over the organization to him, and hopefully he does it a whole lot better than what what it's been done so far. All right, and uh, Geno Smith is back in for Seattle to start the second half. Uh, Mike Pullman, The Post, listing potential candidates. Uh, Craig Council, Bob Melvin, Joe Espada, Walt Weiss, Danny Lehman, Dodgers bench coach, Pat Murphy, uh, Ray Montgomery, and uh, I even see uh, honorable mention to Gabe Kapler, who was fired by the Giants last week. Um, I, I was, now, once again, I'm looking at these guys from afar. Gabe Kapler didn't impress me with the Giants. I mean, they had really one good year where they overachieved, mm-hmm. but he didn't really he didn't really do anything for me for 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 them. Obviously, Council is the leader in the clubhouse. You get that, um, but I am intrigued by uh, a couple of of those guys who were involved with uh, involved with Atlanta, because Gordon obviously, you know. You want to you wanna follow what works, 
you want to follow the model of success. And so, uh, you know, the folks who have had some work with, you know, with, with Atlanta, obviously you want to look at Joe Espada has had some work with the Astros. Bench Coates, he was a finalist for the Mets a couple of years ago. Uh, Walt Weiss, obviously, Braves the Bench Coats a couple of years, uh, managed before joining them in 2018. So you kind of want to see how they do things, which I can respect. Uh, but, you know, I, there's, there's not a... It's, gonna, it's probably going to be counsel, but none of them really jump off at me, jump off the list of me. They just don't. Well, I think that what they all have in common are guys who are going to be working with the front office, right? Like that's the, uh, that's the model of the analytical organization, that everybody's on the same page and that, that the manager is doing what the front office wants. And, and you can say that the front office is, is pulling the strings and that the manager's just a puppet, but... That is what you've kind of seen uh, with a lot of organizations, including the Yankees, right? That's one of the criticisms they get all the time, that it's that, that uh, Aaron Boone is just carrying out orders from the front office. And, and when they hired Aaron Boone and they moved off of Joe Girardi, the thing they said, they wanted somebody who's going to be more collaborative. Mm-hmm. So I think all these guys kind of fit that mold. And if you're going to be heavy into analytics, the, the front office is going to be the ones pulling the, the strings. So... Um, I would think it's Craig Council's job to lose, but if he does decide to take a year off, well, then it's kind of up in the air, right? Yeah, it is. It'll be up in the air. And, you know, I heard somebody, uh, a caller, say that they wanted uh, Joe Girardi. That ship has sailed. This yep. is an analytical group. This, mm-hmm. this is, we're going to, this met, ladies and gentlemen, this Met team is going to be more analytical now than they've ever been. And they were pretty analytical. You start to see the turn last year. They're going to be more analytical than they've ever been. And so, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting to see and how they use the analytics. You know, we joke a lot about the Yankees, that Yankees are an analytical team, but you wonder how they use their analytics. It's going to be interesting to see how how the analytics are used for this Met club, especially going when you talk about resting. How often do you rest the Pete Alonso now? How often are you resting a Francisco Lindor who didn't really want to come out of the lineup? I mean, Buck Showalter was talking about how he was on fumes over the past couple of weeks because he didn't want to come out of the lineup. Uh, but analytics does not allow that to happen for you, Gordon. They set it out at the beginning of the year, and they, you know, here's some days that we're going to have to, we need you to be, you know, take a break. So, you know, that's part of it. And obviously the other thing is, you know, starting rotation. What's going to happen with this Mets starting rotation next year? Uh, you kind of have a sense. You figure that, you know, Quintana's going to be back. Senga's probably going to be the ace of the staff. Uh, you know, so you, you want to fill out the rest of the staff with free agents. You get that. Um then, of course, you're looking at some everyday players. And, I mean, going, you know, one of the first things they have to decide is how available is Starling Marte going to be? Yeah, that's a big one. That's a I big mean, one. I mean, who's your right fielder? I mean, you know, and, and uh, is Jeff McNeil headed for the outfield? Because Mauricio, for me, is has mm-hmm. got to be on this team next year, yep. Gordon, at mm-hmm. second or short or somewhere. I Didn't look that great at third. But I, I think it would be at second. I mean, is Beatty going to be the third baseman? I know Alvarez is is in the going to be your starting catcher, I would think. So there's some holes on this Met team that has to be fi- figured out. Yeah, Marte is just a huge question mark because not only is he is he been injured, but he's still he's still got a couple of years left on that contract, and I don't think that. Uh, Unless you're eating a lot of that money, anybody's looking for an often injured 35-year-old right fielder who's making $20 million this year and next. So that's going to be an interesting one to see. But they do have some pieces here, right? Lindor is mm-hmm. is solid. Nimmo's going to be here. and Pete's going to likely be here. But they got to fill some, some rotation spots. 
Um, I wonder how too. how aggressive they are going to be this offseason. Uh, yeah. and, and not just going out and getting guys. I don't think that they're going to be aggressive in top of the market, but just based on the amount of holes they have to fill, they're going to have to be pretty aggressive. Yeah, I would think so. Is this a, uh, you know, uh, Tani, uh, are they going to be in the running for him? You know, are they going to be in the running for this other Japanese pitcher that you're hearing so much about? That Yamamoto. They, that's going to be available? You know, uh, Juan Soto, you know, if he comes, are they going to be available, you know, to make, do they have enough to make a trade to bring him here? You know, so there are some questions to see. Now, will they be able to use some of the minor league players that they've gotten in the past trades to try to sweeten up a deal? Um, maybe, but, you know, if I'm San Diego, I, I need frontline talent. I'm, you know, the, the minor, you know, the kids in the minor leagues are great. But I need frontline talent here. You know, I need somebody that's going to replace Soto in that lineup. Yeah, that's that's uh, the Padres are a really weird team this year because they <laughs> they 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 not only have talent, but the guys performed, but it just didn't add up to to enough wins. Like there's uh -huh. obviously something off with the mix, but they don't they can't very well strip it down. They're too deep in. So if you do trade away a big piece. I think you have to get at least something matching uh, in terms of major league. You're not going to trade like a Juan Soto for a bunch of prospects because right. you're still in win now mode. There's nothing that they're going to be able to do this offseason really uh, to to exit win now mode. So I do expect that they'll probably try to move one of the guys there and just shake it up and hope that it kind of fixes itself. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, very. Very odd team, the Padres, and, and, and what direction the Mets are looking to go. Uh, like, I, I would think that with Steve Cohen, any big market guy or big market uh, ticket, bit high ticket item is going to be interesting to him, like, yeah, uh, like an Otani or a Soto. Sure. Mm -hmm. But does that mesh with what the, 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 the model that they're building now with David Stearns? I guess it only time will tell. And that's a major question for me, the Met fan, Gordon, because David Stearns has been in a situation where he's managed on a lower budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's not, you know, they haven't been spending a whole lot of money in, in Beertown, USA, where he came from. Uh, but now he has access to money. So is it is it, does he still have the spending wisely? Let's be modest. Let's try to make trades and build up through that way. Is he going to be that type of, of, of uh, baseball president? Or is he going to be a guy, you know what, okay, you've got, I'll give you one big ticket item a year, okay? You, I'll, I'll pay for it. You tell me what the big ticket item that you want, and we'll see, you know, how much it costs, and we'll try to get it for you. Well, just keep in mind with Juan Soto, before he got traded to the Padres, he turned down 15 years and $440 million from the Nationals. He wants to get That's, paid. Right. That, so you're, you're talking, if you're turning down 440, you're talking about $500 million. Yeah. That's what he wants. At the very least. Yeah. And I think he is a uh, Boris client, so. So it'll be 500 You know the deal going in, right? You yeah, know the deal before the deal. It's 510 because you also have to pay for the presentation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those leather-bound presentation materials are not going to just pay for themselves. So, I mean, if that's the case, so you're torn. You've, you've got, well, you know, you look. But, I'm listen, Gordon, as great as Otani is, I mean, if I got to pay the money, I'll pay the money for Soto because he's younger. He is significantly younger. Yeah, you know, Soto doesn't pitch, but Otani's not going to pitch either. So right exactly. Next year, so, um, yeah, I mean, Otani is a little concerning in terms of the fact that he, he's going to be thirty. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. he's going to want his own kind of deal, right? Like he's mm-hmm. kind of running the show there. Um, and he'll tell you when he's ready to pitch. And it's almost like a 25 and one kind of situation that you're dealing mm-hmm. with. If you get into, and, and it's not going to be cheap. Like yeah. I just keep hearing that everybody says that he's going to make 500 million, 500 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of mo- like you're talking about a 10 year deal. So $50 million. That's a pretty big jump. It is from 40 million to 50 million. That's what we're doing now. I mean, that that's a substantial, substantial increase. Yeah, I, you would have to still think that the Dodgers are the favorites there. Yes, I would. I would agree. I would agree. I would. But agree. it'll be, it would be interesting to see if if Otani said, "Hey, I'm not I'm not counting out anybody. I'm willing to play on the East Coast, the West Coast, mm. where because then it would really get interesting because we're it all kind of going into it thinking he only wants to play on the West Coast. Right, right. It would be fascinating. Would would how rip out the checkbook? No, no shot. And that's another one. Like, I know a, a lot of Yankee fans are talking about Juan Soto, the possibility of Juan Soto. And look, from your lips to God's ear, I, I would <laughs> – you know me, Larry. I said when, when he got traded, uh, for when, the, when the Nationals uh, said that we're going to look to trade him because he turned out – that I was – whatever you got to do, give up to get him. Yes. Give it up to get him. Yes. Uh, but I don't see – I don't – I would be shocked if the Yankees go out and get Juan Soto this offseason. I hear you. I'm, I'm just I'm listening to you talk about shocked, and I'm shocked at, at what Daniel Jones is going through on this past oh, two drives. Well, he's certainly earning his forty million dollars tonight, but he has taken a beating. I mean, he spun around. He tried to get. He spun around three times, and every time he spun, there was a defender. <laughs> he, he just. Oh, it's a rough night. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little more baseball. I want. I'm going to hear. Even though we have retired answers for Aaron for this 2023 season. Mm-hmm. The Yankee manager was in a reflected mood today, Gordon. Oh, great. We'll share that next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Pay. We pay you to do a job and you continue to do it, even though the standings weren't great. Thank you. Love, Aaron Boone. <laughs> Hardest thing in Damer on ESPN New York tonight. That's your Yankee skipper right there, Gordon Damer. Oh, good thing we got that guy locked up, huh, Larry? We wouldn't <laughs> want him to get away. Boy, the Mets would snatch him up in a second, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh. It was a disastrous season. Nothing's going to change, despite articles about, oh, there's going to be these massive changes. Uh-huh, Okay. GM is not going anywhere. Manager's not going anywhere. Most of the players who you'd like to be able to move, uh, it's going to be next to impossible to move them either. But other than that, there's going to be massive change. The, the, the analytics team, they're going to be swapped out. Oh, with, absolutely. With, with other analytics people who yes. will be answering to the GM who uh, has not done a good, a good job and really has been a disaster the last couple of years. And the health people are leaving too, I would, I would hope. I would hope the health and training folks will be you know, shown the door considering the amount of injuries you've had. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, we're talking about people who are in New York. They're sending them to the best hospitals and the best doctors in the world, and they still mm-hmm. can't seem to get things get things right. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a mess. 
It is a mess. It's, it's a mess. Even with a guy who was the reigning AL MVP, who when he was able to play was outstanding, and even with the guy who was the overwhelming favorite to win the American League Cy Young, the Yankees were not in the in the race really after July. Yeah. Once once Judge went down, season was over. It was over. It was over. Uh, speaking of Aaron Judge, he's been around a lot, Gordon, answering mm-hmm. a lot of questions. One of the questions he was asked today was, you know, do you speak with Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman during the regular season? Yeah, I've been talking with Hal all year. You know, I talk with, with Cash throughout the season as well. And, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to both those guys and just kind of giving my opinion. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, the things, my opinions will change things, but I think just getting a chance to voice some of the opinions and voice of the players, you know, what we're feeling down here, what we're seeing down here. You know, I think it's just a good conversation to have to kind of bring us all together, you know, kind of get everybody on the same page. And I think if we get everybody on the same page, we're going to be, be good moving forward. All right, Aaron, so do you think there's a disconnect between the players and the front office? You know, at times there's probably disagreements, you know, but I think disagreements are good. But as long as we can, well, once we disagree, I think it's best we kind of both look each other in the eye and kind of come to some common ground. And I think, you know, the next couple of years as we move forward, we're going to we're gonna be right there, you know. And, you know, this is a tough year this year, but, you know, ultimately it comes down to us on the field. It comes down to us playing the game every single night. And, you know, we just didn't show up and, you know, I take full responsibility as that as, you know, one of the guys down here, one of the leaders of the team, and we'll, we'll get that figured out for next year. All right, so that was interesting for me, Gordon. Um, some guys, he said, we didn't show up, and that's on me as one of the leaders on this team. I take responsibility for that. I think one of those guys was injured and was traded <laughs> that didn't show up. That was your former third baseman uh, who's in the playoffs, by the way. How amazing is that? Um, but that was kind of interesting to me, Gordon, to hear him like really kind of take ownership of this captain's role. I mean, even Jeter, you never got, now maybe he did, but you never got the impression that even Jeter was involved in the front office stuff. You know, you didn't get that. It was kind of like, listen, they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, (laughs) I'm just playing shortstop. I'm good. But Judge seems to be flexing his muscles just a little bit, if I'm reading it correctly. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd like to think that he's the guy that has to live with the ramifications of the moves that are made and the people that are brought in that are underperforming. And uh, from an offensive side of things, outside of him and and maybe Glaber Torres, uh, the rest of the lineup did not produce this year. Now, part of that was Rizzo got hurt and it was a freaky kind of thing. So maybe if he had been there. But even then, the lineup was not good. We knew that Mm -hmm. going into the season. And really, the starting pitching outside of Garrett Cole wasn't really all that good. The bullpen was its typical good self. So there's lots of moves that need to be made with this Yankees team. It's just a question of what moves can they really make? How much money are they going to spend? How yeah. much How much they, they have some money coming off the payroll? They got a lot of holes to fill. And, and some of the problems with the team are not going – like, can you expect to see a better Giancarlo Stanton next year? No. He's going to be very healthy and ready to go, though. Oh, he's flexible. Be like ben he's been doing yoga. He's been doing uh, some, uh, some 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 tantric stuff, you know, in the off season to increase his flexibility. I'm sure. But it, it, that's another one. It seems like the the, the narrative that is now focused on Stanton is well, he, he's he's 33. He couldn't lose it all of a sudden. He didn't lose it all of a sudden. This has been coming for the last couple of years, and he's been hurt. His entire yeah. tenure with the Yankees, he's been hurt. Yeah. 
So um, this is not just this year. This was last year, too. This is um, uh, very concerning that what can you get out of this guy? Is this now the decline phase hitting him square center? Uh, It certainly seems that way. So you can't move him. He's not going anywhere. Uh, are you going to get a better Carlos Rodon next year? God, I, I hope, hope so. Jeez, so. he's oh, awful. I mean, that guy was hor- – I mean, he might be the worst – for, for one season, I get it, but he might be the worst starting pitcher ever acquired by Brian Cashman. And think of that list, Larry. Wow. <laughs> Based on one year. And I thought that Rodon injury was going to be a concern. I did not think he was going to stink as bad as he did when he was there. He mm. was terrible. And and talk about the capper, that performance against the, the, the Royals where he didn't record oh. an out. Oh. What a way to wrap up his first season. Oh, my God, he was a disaster. So he can't be he any was. worse, but is he ever going to be good? Is, yeah. is this now just sunk money? Is this guy just going to always be an issue? Like a lot of guys, like a Carl Pavano or one of those guys who's just always mm. hurt. He's never, he'll have a couple of moments here or there, but not good enough. And we always talked about Keigawa. Now Keigawa's going to have to move over, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> one ever thought Keigawa was going to be good. Uh, we no. thought that Carlos Rodon might yeah. might be pretty good, but that yeah. was not the case in year one. You have to – at this point, if you told me he was going to have two good years out of the six, I probably would sign for that. Wow. Not at that price. <laughs> I, look, I, it's, it's signed now. There's nothing you can do about it. It's amazing – like, we'll get into free agency, and teams will sign this guy or sign that guy. They're, mm-hmm. oh, what a great move. What a fantastic move. It's amazing how many of those moves teams regret even one year after. Yeah. Like, if, the, if you gave the Yankees, I, they'll say no, no publicly because that's just what they do. But if you gave them a do-over on the Carlos Rodon contract, you would bet for sure that they would push that button. Yeah, we want to redo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gordon, I got to tell you, uh, Giants are in an interesting spot now. It's on fourth down. I think they're going to go for it, even though they really haven't put a lot of points on the board, but they don't know if they're getting back down here. It looks like... They have no business being in this game. It's true. There's missed field goals. There's some penalties. Seattle has kept them hanging, allowed them to hang around. And Dable looks like he's making the play call. I don't know. He looks like it to me. I'm just saying. Yeah, he had the sheet in his hand earlier in the game. You know, yeah. we're watching. You know, we're watching it out of the side of you know. Yeah, while we're doing game. the show. So, yeah, um, you know. they have no business being in this game, and it's 14-3. It feels a whole lot worse than that with the way. It feels the like Giants 30 to three. Yeah, it really does. It feels horrible. <laughs> but it does look if they can. Uh, it's all about getting the win at this point. So That's if right. they can, they, they got down here now. Now they need, the, they need seven. Any any kind of points, they need to get some points on this drive. And it's only third quarter. Yeah, right. They still have time. That's the scary thing. It's only they still have a whole quarter left. Unbelievable. When we return, we'll go to some more football at the top of the hour. We'll recap week four. But when we return, we'll talk a little next, Gordon. Do you know preseason is this week? Preseason games this week? Want to hear from uh the Nick head coach? Also want to hear from Jalen Brunson. We'll do that next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. No, I have no rooting interest in this game. Actually, I do have a rooting interest, but uh, that money is now spent. Um, <laughs> Giants plus two and a half. Too good to be true. Uh, yeah, the uh, the idea. Well, look, tomorrow 
will be the airways will be filled with Daniel Jones hot takes. Yeah, it's true. Contract, how he's playing. Now, now, look, I do not think the first three games was about Daniel Jones. Kind of hard not to make it about Daniel Jones tonight. You can't be turning the ball over as much as he did. He had the one fumble that led to the yeah. one score, and and now he just threw a. You're down fourteen three. You're driving. You're in the game. You have no business being in the game. That's right. It's moving a. You're like Sisyphus moving a rock up a hill trying to get down to the end zone. You finally get into the red zone, and he throws a pick six, ninety seven yards the other way. And uh, this one feels over. And, and by this one, I mean the season. <laughs> yeah. The season kind of feels over after yeah. this one. And, and you know what? I feel bad for him because, it, as you said, it's all going to be on him. But, Gordon, the offensive line has been a Oh, it's abysmal. been terrible. It's, it's been, been terrible. Abysmal. But that throw, he can't he – can, the throw to the – it was in the end zone or right at the goal line. He was yeah. throwing it to Paris Campbell, and it yes. almost seemed like he was throwing it to the defensive back. Paris Campbell was almost playing defense on the defensive back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we all thought it's amazing. After one year, we all said Brian Dable's done this masterful job of getting Daniel Jones to cut out the turnovers. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the turnovers have become an issue once again. And tonight, the the interception for a touchdown, he's been sacked five times. He's just taken an absolute beating. And you know what it comes down to? It just looks like the Giants stink. Yeah, it does. They I mean, what else good. are you supposed to f- – through four games, what are we supposed to think? It's true. I mean, he was doing well on that drive. He's the one that got fourth down, mm-hmm. a couple of first downs running. Yeah. You know, he he was he got him down there. And it's just – but see, that was the – that was unfortunately for him, that was the other concern, right, that – you know what? Uh, you let him throw with these weapons now. Does that mean that he's going to pick up the turnovers with the interceptions? That was that that whole thing came again. And you know, I mean, I don't know. Is that on him? Is it on Campbell? Did Campbell run the wrong route? I mean, I you know, the tough bottom, to know I, exactly. It's tough but. to know who. But I'll tell you this: uh, when he came to the sideline, Dable wanted to talk to him. He had none to say to the coach. He was like, I don't 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 talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't talk to anybody right now, and I can't blame him. I can't believe it. That's that's, but once again, Gordon still got a whole quarter. They yeah, still have a whole quarter. They do, um, and, and and you know Seattle's defense has been on the field a lot over the past couple minutes. It has, but I mean, with the Giants, there's no chunk plays without yeah. Saquon. Everything is is a dump off. It's it's five yards here. It's seven yards. There's nothing down the field and. Yeah. Part of it is that you can't get to get guys down the field because you can't block up front. Yep. I mean, Evan Neal has been, again, we're not watching the game exclusively. We're, we're talking on the radio. We're, we're doing other things. But it just looks like the offensive line, every play, Daniel Jones goes back to pass. He hits his back foot, and, and he's moving because yeah. he's got to get out of there because at least one guy is coming after him. Yep. I mean. And, I, and again, the Seahawks aren't that good. They aren't. They're not. Their defense is not that good. It's not. It's not good. It's it's listen. It's not Miami's defense. Right. It's not Buffalo's defense. Right. They gave up 30 to the Rams. They gave up 31 to the Lions. They gave up 27 to the Panthers. The Giants Panthers. have 3 points. Yeah. Yep. At home and it, when what At we home. were all saying is a must-win game. Yeah. 
it's it's just it's it's just not going well. And listen, injuries on the offensive line is a big thing. We know it. We've seen it. Their their offensive line is not good even without injuries, but certainly yeah. with no Andrew Thomas, it's been it's been much. It's been a lot. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. It has been. It really has. It's uh, we'll see what they can do. I mean, they seem to have found a little tempo, you know, with with the no huddle or the or the paces. I mean, everything is different. Everything is pace now. Go this pace in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's pace of play in Major League Baseball. So now it's pace. Pace is the new catchword in sports now. So they're they're playing with pace. This was just how they got. Look at this. Oh, I know it's a screen, but there's nowhere to go. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Um, the Tough number sledding. that I would take away from tonight, Larry. Yeah. You're not going to want to hear this. Okay. The number is 206. Mm-hmm. That is how many days there are until the NFL draft. <laughs> You're saying we got to start doing some homework there, Gordon? Uh, I, it, it certainly feels that way with this Giants team. Again, like who has uh, – again, I, I think that they will get things turned around. And I, yeah, I, they won't I, be this I'm, bad. I'm leery of speaking too poorly about them right before they play my team because I know how karma works. Right. But through four games, tell me the teams that have looked worse than them so far. Okay, Cincinnati has looked really bad. They have done nothing offensively. Well, their quarterback uh, can't move. Right. The Broncos <laughs> have looked dreadful. Uh, so, the Bears Chicago. have looked awful. And then it's it's the Giants. Yeah. I, I mean, the Giants have looked non-competitive. And this is another one tonight, 21-3. Yeah. Now, it, it – they they were in this game, mm-hmm. because but Seattle's they're not still that losing twenty one three. Yeah, right, right. We're all saying that the Seahawks stink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and man, Daniel Jones is a tough guy. He takes a he lot is. of hits. I, I don't he know is. if he can get through a season like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's he's running, boy. He's running for his life. Running. He gets hit at the end, and then it comes back because of a hold. Two of them. Two oh, right, of course. Two now, do those offset because they're both on the same job? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No, they both count. Oh, darn it. Yeah. No, These pesky count. rules. Oh, man. And so now you're third in whatever is, you know, Ben Bredesen. Until the Giants figure out a way to get mm. the offensive line squared away, it, it, it's, it's kind of pointless. Like, you can't yeah. do anything when the – and he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I know. A big guy. Big who can guy, take the big, punishment? Who guy, runs? But you he runs. Yeah, you can't. You can't function like this. I mean, he's got a handful of jerseys. It, it's 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 leverage. It's 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 it's. They just don't have the foot speed. It's leverage. It's a lot of different things that when you look at them, you just see that the the line just is not able to to move with players. The if if a defender makes one one move. The offensive line is lost. One move. It's like, oh, my God, I missed him. They're already trailing him. So if the Giants lose, if this score holds, the Giants' point differential will be uh, minus 73. So they're basically Mm. losing games by 18 points. And they're fortunate to have won the one game they won. It's true. Yeah. And Arizona's been paying people for that since. That's Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least they, they, they hold people close, a lot closer than the Giants have. They do. They do. 
And we'll talk more football, as I mentioned at the top of the hour. But going, I got to say this. Yeah. You were right. Houston embarrassed Pittsburgh. They embarrassed Pittsburgh. Yeah. The Texans, man. Then, mm-hmm. you know, that kid's pretty good. He is. He can throw and the DeMarco ball. CJ Stroud, is doing yeah, they, a good they, job. They, they can throw the ball around. They got some receivers. They, I mean, they're fun. He still hasn't thrown an interception. They're throwing the ball left and right. Uh, that's an exciting time for for the Houston Texans. And um, uh, not only did the Steelers get uh, eaten up, they, they the quarterback got hurt. Yeah. So they're they're uh, they could be in do now. He's not lost for the season, but. They seem like I know that Mike Tomlin always gets it done. He's never had a losing season. It, it's almost like turning into uh, like the superhero TV show. How mm-hmm. how is he going to get out of this one? Yeah. I, I don't know how he's going to get out of this one. Now they're two and two on the year, so it's not like they're buried. But um, a steady dose of Mitch Trubisky might get him buried. When Mike Tomlin was asked, "Will there be changes?" He says, "Yes, there will be changes." I'd be very concerned if I was in that Pittsburgh locker room. He doesn't play around. He's 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 a very scary guy. <laughs> he's a scary guy. He is. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> 